welcome to talc teaching and learning consultation skills this is the talc talks podcast helping everyone who sees patients to improve their consultation skills to get better outcomes and this approach can even increase your job satisfaction Today I'm talking about the module Skills for Building Effective Relationships and in particular the chapter called Beyond Flat Pack Empathy, Transforming Transactions into Healing Relationships. Inexperienced clinicians who watch educators or training, trainers consulting often say things like, oh it's so much easier for you because you know the patient already. And they may even make comments like that when the educator is seeing a new patient. So what is it that the learner is observing that is so significant? How come educators or experienced clinicians make it seem easy? When consultation skills get beyond basic competence, a very important qualitative change occurs. The use of higher level skills enables consultations to change from transactions into human relationships. And the result is the consultation truly becomes a meeting between experts. The patient brings their expert knowledge of themselves and their life, while the clinician offers their expertise in healthcare. The relationship that's built makes for easier communication and the whole thing seems to flow more effectively. Experienced clinicians, generalists in particular, can develop an effective relationship with patients very quickly. They use rapport building skills, active listening skills and relationship building skills to do this. When a clinician takes a patient's thoughts, concerns and proposals for action into account, trust will develop. One way to enhance the effectiveness of this clinician-patient relationship through the use of higher order empathy skills. This chapter explores how there is a continuum in both the specificity and the intensity of the effects of different kinds of expressions of empathy. Initially, empathy can be thought of as the flat pack, one size fits all type of empathy. This is expressed in empathic statements that are generic and can even seem formulaic. This type of empathy is generalised and the phrases that are used could be applied to a variety of different circumstances. This kind of empathy can be a good starting point in a conversation, sometimes enabling the conversation to turn away from symptoms to an exploration of the effects of the symptoms perhaps. But developing skills in expressing empathy further will result in something that a group of doctors working in the North West called bespoke empathy. This is where the empathic comment indicates precise listening to the actual situation of the speaker. As relationships building skills develop further, a therapeutic alliance forms between the clinician and the patient to the extent that the clinician can use something which I call therapeutic empathy, which also expresses values and aspirations. And this can help the patient to see new possibilities in their own narrative. Here are some examples to make the concepts clearer. Now, let's imagine the patient makes a statement like this. 
I went to the clinic expecting the all clear yesterday, but I've felt terrible since because the oncologist told me that the tumour spread so much I can't have any more chemo. Now, a flat pack empathy response might be to say, I'm sorry to hear that. This may be a good start. However, the skilled clinician will explore the patient's responses further and this might lead to perhaps some bespoke empathy along the lines of, it sounds like you've been hoping for some good news, so you must have felt pretty deflated and let down after the clinic. If the clinician is accurate, the patient will endorse that by saying something like, well, that's right, or exactly. Or they might say, well, I did, but I also felt a bit cross because I thought they'd promised me some more chemo. Being understood, the patient will usually be able to expand on what is concerning them. And this will help the clinician to understand the patient's predicament more fully, building the relationship and helping to move the consultation forwards. A therapeutic empathic response might go even further. So when the patient describes being told they've got no more chemotherapy in prospect, therapeutic empathy might be expressed by saying something like, you've coped with so much already. Now you're facing a very challenging time in your life. This endorses the patient's fortitude, you've coped with so much, but the past tense changes to the present tense and turns to the future. Now you're facing a challenging time. This enables the focus to move to what lies ahead and the conversation might move more easily to explore what really matters to the patient now. Here is another example. What if somebody says, my old dog died last week after 10 years of being part of the family? Flat pack empathy could say something like, I'm sorry to hear that, which can be used for almost any difficult circumstance. And that's why it can sound formulaic or a bit insincere sometimes. Bespoke empathy might be something like, so you're really missing a family member now. That picks up the clue about part of the family. Therapeutic empathy might go a little further. How sad to lose your dog who gave you so much for so long. This takes the conversation from sadness and loss to include gratitude, happy memories, and perhaps even an implicit recognition that all things must pass. This kind of empathy builds a relationship with support and even hope for the future. That kind of relationship is called a therapeutic alliance. A therapeutic alliance or therapeutic relationship has been repeatedly shown to be the crucial element in any kind of mental health work and is, it's important when caring for people in any healthcare context. It can be thought of as having three elements. First of all, agreement on the goals of the meeting between the two parties, which might include diagnosis, which takes into account the ideas, concerns and expectations of the patient, or it might be about follow-up or a specific aspect of care. There needs to be some kind of agreement about what's going to happen next. And most importantly, there is the development of a personal bond made up of reciprocal positive feeling. There's an excellent description of the effectiveness of increased empathy in Barry Bubb's book, which is called Communication Skills That Heal. Therapeutic relationships become even more effective over time when there is continuity of care. Continuity is a kind of proxy for a developing relationship 
and has been repeatedly shown to have highly beneficial effects on clinical outcomes. Perhaps even just as important is that continuity improves the experience both of patients and the clinicians who work with them. So when we express empathy skillfully, effective relationships develop, even during isolated clinical encounters, consultations become more satisfying and less stressful for clinicians. This must be a strong motivation to develop, to develop the relevant skills. These advanced empathy building skills go on from those that are talked about in skills for beginning consultations effectively, how to build and deepen rapport, and how does a small dose of empathy produce much better clinical outcomes. This podcast was brought to you by NHS Professional Educators, making training available to all.